You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I am your host, Michael Kushner, and it is an absolute honor to be recording this podcast for you during quarantine. Thank you to Broadway Podcast Network for offering resources to so many artists out there who still have a voice, who still have things to say, and who are still pushing forward. Look, things have not been easy the past few months. Um, as I was trying to find the new normal during quarantine, I recorded a lot of my previous episodes months in advance because it brought me joy to be able to connect with artists during this time when connection was taken away from us. So I had some incredible guests this past year on your multi-hyphenate, but now it's time to enter almost what I'm like thinking is like a season two of sorts. So dear multi-hyphenate is getting a facelift. As we know, the world around us is moving swiftly, although it feels like it's not moving at all, but I promise you it is moving swiftly. It's like lava in a volcano, right? It's like we might not like see it moving, but it's bubbling or like a duck paddling on water. It's like they're moving really, really fast underneath to stay afloat. It's sort of like that. That's how the industry is going because of artists like you listeners and, and creators Things are happening. It might not be mainstream just yet, but people are creating. So because that's happening, I am promising to stay relevant, topical, and focused. The point of Dear Multi-Hyphenate is so that you, an artist with multiple proficiencies, can be the boss of every artistic endeavor you tackle. And in order for you to get more out of this podcast, I'm making it interactive, darling. Yes, I will be releasing episodes every two weeks now. Instead of every week, I'm going to do every two weeks. And on Instagram, please follow Dear Multi-Hyphenate. Yes, at Dear Multi-Hyphenate on Instagram. You'll be able to interact with me and answer prompts, questions, and assignments that will keep you in tip-top shape even during quarantina. Oh, that's a good drag name, Quarantina. For instance, you'll see Multi-Hyphenate Monday, where I'll be posting videos with tips and tricks that will inspire you to get out of your quarantine rut, out of your head, and into the spotlight. On Thirsty Thursday, Thirsty, Thirsty Thursdays. Hi, I'm my name's my name's Meg, and I say Thirsty Thursdays. No, I'm just kidding. On Thirsty Thursdays, I'll be posting journal prompts inspired by awesome quotes from my guests. Those are just a few examples of how Dear Multi Hyphenate is no longer just a podcast, 
but an experience. And at the end of each podcast, I'll be giving you a recap of what we chatted about in this episode. And I want you to share with me how you implemented that in this week's artistic journey. And when you do share it, please message me at Dear Multi it or at the Michael Kushner and post it and tag me. And if that isn't enough for you, you can take class with me. My third session of Multi Hype Workshop begins 9-21. Yes, that's September 21st. This week-long intensive is a creative workshop in the style of a year-round summer camp for professional artists who just want more. Kimberly Faye Greenberg, Ashley Kate Adams, and myself are coming together to teach you how to form identity, be your own producer, and market the heck out of whatever you're selling. And as always, check out My Broadway Memory, my show with Brian Sedita, every Thursday night live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Each week, our guests pull a playbill at random from their collection and talk about their memories associated with that playbill. It's to keep Broadway alive. It's super fun, and you can be featured on the show. So head to My Broadway Memory on Instagram and see how you can get involved. Yes, please follow at My Broadway Memory. We had Todrick Hall, Colleen Ballinger, Mark Shaman, Megan Hilty on our previous two episodes. So our guests are uh, just iconic, and uh, you got to check and see who's going to be involved in the upcoming weeks. October is going to be a really special month because we are partnering with Broadway for Biden, and it's just going to be very, very exciting. You don't want to miss it. So let's dive into this week's episode, shall we? Let's begin with a quote. The quote is, we will either find a way or make one. And Hannibal, the uh, Carthaginian general, said that. I don't know much about Hannibal, and I hope he was a hope he was a good guy. I should research that. But uh, I do like what he said, at least. We will either find a way or make one. Uh, I think that creating in a pandemic, I think that's creating in a pandemic in a nutshell, because there are no rules. And I feel that the boundaryless possibilities seem frightening. I get it, but they aren't. Now, without any sort of structure, we must make one. Since the dawn of time, we have rebuilt when we have fallen. And now it is no different. And speaking of building, my guest on this week's episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate is a builder. They are a creator, a doer, and dare I say, a maker, but more on that shortly. I had worked with Shakina Nafak at Barrington Stage just before moving to the city. She had plans of creating a socialist-style theater community, which functioned on volunteering to exist. We would create our own opportunities for new musical theater. And so, four floors above the drama bookshop on 40th and 8th, we painted the floors of a gay porn studio by day and created a theater by night. Musical Theater Factory was born, and I dedicated three years of hard work to make sure that the new musical theater could exist in a way that Shakina had intended, free from the pressures of critical or commercial success. As my time at MTF diminished, the foundation of MTF moved from a volunteer community to an organization grounded in the values of equity, pluralism, democracy, cooperation, and sustainability. The artistic direction was handed over to May and Tio. And when I first met them, I had met one of the most brilliant people on this earth. Their brilliance terrified me, but in the best way possible, I knew MTF would be in good hands. Mayan is a queer immigrant from Singapore making theater and film at the intersection of artistic, civic, and contemplative practice. As a director, divisor, dramaturge, 
They create across genres, including music theater, intermedial participatory work, reimagining classics, and documentary theater. They have been profiled in American Theater's Roll Call, Theater Workers to Watch, and has directed and or developed new work at na- nationally and globally. Mayan is also a filmmaker and educator. They have guest lectured at top institutions around the world like Harvard, Duke, MIT, and Shanghai Theater Academy, and has served as the assistant professor of directing and dramaturgy at Hampshire College. They hold an MFA in theater directing from Columbia University. And for a full bio, please visit mayantio.squarespace.com. M-E-I-A-N-N-T-E-O.squarespace.com. And there's still so much to learn about Mayantio, which is what we are about to do now. Hi, May. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. How was your, of course, how was your intro? Like, did, would you add anything? Do you want to change anything? Was I, I, did I get everything? Well, I didn't get everything because I mean, you're everywhere at, all at once. So um, why don't you, why don't you start by welcoming us and holding space for us? Because I know you know how to hold space. So hi, welcome. Hi. Um, I, I just want to thank you for the space that you're creating for the folks who refuse to be defined, right? Like what a beautiful thing it is to be multi-hyphenate. It's like that, that label itself define, defies definition. Hey! The definition that defies definition. (laughs) So that's really funny that you said that because when I, when I, I was like, I think multi-hyphenating needs a definition. And what I came up with with doing my field work was a multi-hyphenate is an artist who has multiple proficiencies that cross-pollinate to help flourish professional capabilities. And in doing so, I was like, that is an, it's like an anti-label label. And I love that you just said that because that totally just, that uh, made it real. That sort of, you know, made that dream a reality. So thank you for that. Well, I think about that as like being human, right? I think about mm-hmm. how we, you know, in this time, we sort of have all of the ways in which we define who we are, you know, queer, immigrant, all, all of those definitions, and then also like human. And and the human is really the intersection of so many of the ways in which we, you know, I think about it as communities as opposed to identities i feel like that that makes more sense to me in terms of how how i de- how i identify and um like yes yes to understanding the complexity of all of the things that we do and have capacity for yes um so now that we're met i want to know about your background because you do so many wonderful things and you have this attitude of can do, will do, let's do it. When did you start having that identity of yes and, and understanding that one path is not necessarily the path. We could take multiple paths. So when in your artistic uh, discovery, did you sort of start to explore that? Um, you know, I would say at the core of it, you know, I, I come from, I'm an immigrant and I come from immigrant parents who like, it's real classic. Like I moved to the U S when I was nine, my parents held three jobs while going to school at the same time. 
and and like what really defined them? That were, were they students? Were they working in whatever industry they're working at? Were they like like what can possibly define that? Right? And I I feel like that was sort of incredibly foundational to the if you're talking about can do, it's like there, it's not a choice. It's like you mm-hmm. do what you have to do. Um, and not for only the sake of survival, but the thrival of your family. And so I feel like that's deeply sort of like operating in my system all the time. Um, and and it, it it is even in this moment, like I remember, you know, I've, I've just come back to the States from being in Singapore for five months because both my parents got COVID. And um, I, I, I'm so glad that they're okay right now. Um, and I yeah. came back for a lot of different reasons. But I remember there was this moment where I was like running alone here and thinking to myself, like how much I miss them. And I realized like in that moment, I was like, wow, like I'm, I sacrifice so much by being in a, away from where I'm from and by making home here as well, that it better all be worth it. And so I think about the, the ways in which like what is worth it as very much core to how I think about the multiplicity of what I do. And yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. What's so funny about doing this podcast is literally like, I don't like, I I love having conversation of course, but I'm, I'm mostly just like, I'm fully just listening to you. Like it, and, and hearing you say this, it's like, I, you know, that really sort of goes back to like the why, why, why do we do what you do? And, and hearing about survival with family is something that I had never thought about culturally there being a difference because here in America, we're often told as artists that we shouldn't go in that direction that we, that we have to, uh, that, that we sh- really shouldn't explore. I mean, look at it, you know, look at it in today's age. It's like artists aren't even being protected during this pandemic. It's like, we're not being seen as essential workers. We're not being seen as, we're, we're just not being taken seriously. So it's really, I, I loved hearing that uh, you bring bringing family and survival into your why um, in regards to multiple paths. I think that's amazing. I think it's because I view this not as as a choice but a calling and that the stakes are much higher mm-hmm. than I like this, I want to do it, right? Yeah. So, so for me, it's like this this sort of multiple ways of understanding how we manifest the world is both an intrinsic understanding of my own complexity <laughs> and how that meets the complexity of the world that we're in, whether it's economic or philosophical or spiritual, and that the manifestation of myself into this world requires that amount of complexity based on my soul and the world's soul. So <laughs> it's, it's actually like, I think like part of the DNA of it. Oh, Ooh, the DNA of it. That's even deeper than the why it's like, it's the DNA of an, of artistry. It's 
of it, it that is our chemical makeup, right? <laughs> That's, I mean, it's more than just like why we want to do something. It's the, it's why do we need to do this? Why do we, how do we do this to survive? I feel like the DNA is sort of like, <laughs> it, that's when it gets scientific. And I'm obsessed with that. I love bringing science into art because the more that you can justify it, the more that you can look at it as A plus B equals C. It's like, that gets my, that gets my, uh, my excitement going. That makes me think about this phrase, which I haven't heard before. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say it. Like, what is the science of purpose? Mm. Like, is there <laughs> science to purpose? Right? Like, what constitutes who we are in the world and what purpose we serve in the world and the world we're in and the moment we're born and into, you know, all of this. I, I just introduced a friend of mine to the app, The Pattern, which is based on astrological information because it does require when you're born. Um, but it really sort of like spins it into understanding the ways and what you're called to do. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Check out the pattern. They don't pay downloading after this. After we speak um, downloading. And, and, and is there a science to it? Is there a science to, from the moment, you know, like how, how I, I feel that when I, um, and involved in understanding a little bit more about things, I realized that like I've been called to. So is it just, you know, and I certainly don't believe in the sort of traditional, like um, old, you know, white man with beard, God with mm-hmm. a personality who is calling me in, but I certainly believe in a divine force and whether or not they have a personality of not, I do not know. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm interested in like actually like more of the, the metaphysical reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this, but I, I, I'm now interested in the science of purpose. Thank you. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I wanted you on because it's multi-hyphenating is not just about like, I, I, it's not just about like, I, wa- I, I want to do this or I find this to be interesting. It's, it has to do with purpose. It has to do with passion. Like what is, what is passion versus purpose, right? Like, like when we're passionate about something, uh, there's that ability to sort of, um, fall in love and there's, and, and we could keep it at arm's length because we're passionate about it, but I'm not necessarily dependent on it for survival, but then purpose. It's like, you know, I'm about to quote our favorite musical. Okay. May, but that line, and it's me, it's me and my mom's favorite line at the end of our show to love another person is to see the face of God like that. Yes. In a musical term, I think is what is the science of purpose? Because it's such a simple, what we're doing ultimately as multi-hyphenating artists, what we're doing in the grand scheme of things is very simple. You know, it requires a, a Google sheet and a Google calendar and, 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 and an openness, but at the same time, just as easy as it is, it is just as complex because it requires heart. It requires emotion and it requires um the it requires the soul and not everyone has the opportunity to activate the soul i have a thought i have a thought about like 
purpose being the map and the path that's chosen from that map or the, <laughs> the shifting map, right? And passion being the gas, like what propels it? What propels the journey? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, I, I talk about kinetic and potential energy when it comes to art. You know, the ball at the top of the hill, that's the potential energy, but then someone's got to kick it. Someone's got to move that ball down the hill. And that's the kinetic energy. That's the energy and, mo and movement. And I'm loving this correlation between the potential and kinetic energy and the passion sort of being the get the, the gas, the energy in order to create that. Look at us. Look at us. Sir Isaac Newton's over here. <laughs> <laughs> Figuring out gravity inside. He did gravity, right? It was Isaac Newton. The apple fell on his head, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm not that scientific. Okay. <laughs> um, this is great because now I want to know your experience because now that we're getting to know you may it's, um, I want to know your experience as a multi-hyphenate. Like, when did you start becoming a multi-hyphenate? When did you start identifying as one? And uh, how does that sort of in, inform your life today? Yeah, you know, I, I, I remember, I think many of us start as actors and learning about theater through acting. Um, many of us do. And um, I, I quickly became a director. I would say that I started, the first time I directed was when I was 16 and I was a coach. I was like, oh, my brain works this way. My brain works this way. And so I would say that the, the realm of multi-hyphenate that I, I, would, I am is someone who directs, who's an educator and who is an artistic leader. And I think that that has come in terms of a timeline of my life. Like it would be like director. And then I soon became an educator um, uh, soon after that, because it was just so intrinsic to my being of like desiring to learn. And when I say educator, I mean, I am a lifelong learner with students who are my teachers. Yeah. Whether it be um, students who are my teachers in the realm of an actual school where I've taught at many, I've taught at Pacific Union College, I've taught at Hampshire College, and now I'm teaching at Carnegie Mellon University um, um, as, as a professor. Um, I guest lectured at a lot of other places. Um, and that, that became Sunan. And then I think two years ago when I started to um, be the artistic director of Musical Theater Factory, that's when my identity and multi, you know, I started to move into sort of artistic leadership. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like that the, the layers of multi-hyphenate that that require have so much um, um, relationship to each other in many ways that like there's so many transferable skills that I find between those three that I didn't understand were there before, right? And um, I'm, I'm kind of always like in awe of the multi-hyphenate that those that where those the things that are multi-hyphenated are completely different. And then they have like even more ways of like coming together within themselves. Um, and, and I would say that my my multi-hyphenating is very much of like creating space, as you say. And finding for the truth, whatever that truth might be together in a room with a group of people, 
Mm. And I think that that's the classroom. And I think that that's the rehearsal room. And I think that that's the board meeting. And I think that that is all of those rooms that I find myself in is, is a, a, is such a beautiful way to think about my life. And also the sort of core way of how I'm really interested in paradigm shifts and the practice of it to remain open and nimble to continually challenge and expand the idea of what is, you know, so all of, all of the multi, I just basically reduced all the multi hyphenating to like my core um, belief in, in why I'm on this earth. Mm-hmm. And it really flows like through that. And I think that is what helps me um, rem- remain um, an aligned being. Mm-hmm. And um, I also long to continually open up that multi-hyphenate into things mm-hmm. that are not my core competencies. So I'm staying at this beautiful apartment right now um, and it has a piano and I do not play the piano. I haven't in a long time. And I'm like trying to learn something that I do not know how to do all the time to just push myself a little bit off the edge, you know, and be really bad at some things. Like, like I feel actually like I, 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 I want that to be always a part of my lifelong learning is to practice being in a space where I'm not good at something that I'm always scared. Like I'm always scared and I always feel like I'm failing to just be really good at failing. (laughs) What's so wild is that you are saying things that I've literally just, I feel like I've been talking about interpersonally with other people, like very specifically, because I literally teach workshops on multi-hyphenating and I have a question for you. Do you often find, are you happy as an artist? Am I happy as an artist? Yes. It is a layered question, but ultimately, are you finding happiness as an artist in this moment in your life? Okay. I will say that (laughs) when, when I come to terms with the knowledge that I will never be content Mm -hmm. with like, I will never be content and I will never stop wanting to improve. Mm -hmm. Then I am able to be at peace. Yes. And the reason why I ask this is because I think that we are allowed as artists to feel content and we are allowed to feel happy in the moment and go, okay, what's next. And we're able to go, wow. Okay. Pat myself on the back for that. Moving on, blah, blah, blah. Or Michael, that was, you did not do a good job and you really need to think about like why you failed and like, it's good to fail. Sure. But like, we got to learn from this. We got to rise from the ashes. And ultimately it's boils down like what you were saying about boiling down the multi-hyphenate in you and understanding why we're doing these things. I think that really the why, whatever, for whatever you're doing or whatever I'm doing allows us to be able to find happiness a little or contentness or, um, 
or whatever it is, whatever positive attribute to creating art is, I think it allows us to find it a little faster. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think about um, the teaching of the two arrows of pain and suffering, all right? I can't remember what sutra this is called, but it's been very helpful to me. So the first arrow, right, is the arrow of pain, where, like, you have the arrow, it hits you. You're like, ouch, pain. (laughs) And then the second arrow is the arrow of suffering, where how many more places of pain can you find the anticipation of, Oh my God, the reviewer's coming. It's going to come. They're going to hate it. They're going to hate it. I'm going to sit in that fear. Oh my God. It's going to hate. Oh my God. The review came and like, it was all good, but they said that one line that they didn't like, they said that one line, ouch, 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 ouch. And then the, like, I will never work again. I I will never work again. That. So do you see how much suffering we create? Yeah. Right. So to me, it's also like when you talk about happiness, happiness is also understanding the suffering that you are putting yourself under. (laughs) It's like the other side of the coin. So like, that's really the question. Like, what are the barriers to happiness? What are the barriers to bliss? And oftentimes it's the suffering that we like continually put ourselves through for all of the anticipation, the actual, and then the aftermath. It's that spiral that we like get caught in, you know? Ooh, you're getting some quotes this episode. So, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, I'm a big proponent for therapy. I'm in therapy once a week and I started a year ago and I'm, and I'm obsessed with it. I love it. And, um, we do come from a, you know, we are a culture that like, like really is, there's a lot of people that are anti-therapy. You don't need therapy. You don't need to go to therapy. I'm like, well, uh, I think we all should go, but um, that's a different episode, but it's really interesting to understand when you're talking about uh, you were talking, you used a different word that I can't recall right now, but the boundaries of happiness, like we don't often associate boundaries with happiness because boundaries protect us and we don't want to be protected. At least I'm speaking for myself. I don't want to be protected from happiness, but in order to get happy, in order to be happy, we have to explore boundaries because that's when that's a tricky path. That's when we often, that's when we can experience pain. That's when we can experience the suffering is when we don't put those boundaries up and, um, respect ourselves as humans and artists. Absolutely. Um, Oh, I, you are giving me a lot to think about. And I really hope that 
um, Ooh, I just, I, I, you know, there's a lot to really think about. There's a lot to muse on. And, um, I want to, you know, continuing the conversation about like being a multi-hyphenate, like when you discover that you are now in a position where you cultivate the multi-hyphenate, you now provide opportunities and a space on your, almost like a training ground, you know, for a, for a multi-hyphenate uh that's you know working at mtf at musical theater factory that's when i was able to you know learn about theater management by being um membership it was a, it was first volunteer coordinator then was membership coordinator but also be in the shows and also do this and this and organize the you know the gala the first the first gala that we had and it was such a safe opportunity to be able to fail in a way that I knew that it was sort of like helping that teammate, like when they fall, pick them back up, slap them on the butt and then send them back on the field. You know, that's sort of how I imagine musical theater factory. And you were a cultivator for that. Tell me about your thoughts. Tell me about how it, your thoughts on being a, a cultivator to the multi hyphenate. Yeah. I think about that, that iteration and that first birth of MTF with like such longing that I was there at that time, mm-hmm. you know, like with such longing. And I think like what an incredible point of time in history and a opportunity for folks to have to come to, to get to come together in that way. Um, I will say that like when I came in, I wanted so much for the artists to be able to work on their art and in a way, the way in which MTF takes care of folks um, in the not just the pipeline of where they are in their careers, but more importantly, where their work is and the space and time they need to create their work. I wanted actually to do the flip to say like, here, we'll like take care of dealing this with this for you. And we'll just like offer you the space and time like a lab to mm-hmm. be that multi-hyphenate artist and mm-hmm. and to not restrict you to being writer or composer or mm-hmm. this or that but to honor the fact that there are people who do multiple things like Michael mm-hmm. R Jackson who mm-hmm. is like lyrics book music you know like like to really honor the ways in which people collaborate and also um the, the way in which collaboration requires us to be so many things. I think everybody in the room has got to be a phenomenal dramaturg, right? Like the actor, I love actors who are brilliant dramaturgs. I love designers who are brilliant dramaturgs. Like everyone gets to get in. I myself identify as a dramaturg director. And I wanted to make sure that the culture of the place we create didn't like make people choose. Mm-hmm. Like, will you be this or will you be this? It's more like, oh, we're making musical theater. How do you want to make this? Right. <laughs> and so that became, you know, instead of like a writing group, right? We opened it up and we made it MTF makers. So there's a lot of stuff that that comes from, um, the structure comes from how Shakina and, and all of you founding members set up Musical Theater Factory. And now it just sort of takes the relief off of the mm-hmm. artist into being able to say, what do I want to do with this thing? And let me explore 
without fear that these people are going to be like, but can you write that book? Mm -hmm. I'm a lyricist. Or are you, do you really think you should direct this? Do you know what I mean? It's just really embracing or should you be in it? We we really support an incredible amount of writer performers. I mean, Mm -hmm. Tina herself and her piece. And, you know, we really sort of excited about people who like write from their body and then perform it in their body. And, and also those who are like, I'm going to write and someone else is going to do it. Great. So I think it's about sort of like breaking apart the industry perception of how musical theater should be made with these particular functions and who should be in it and how that is done and, and really opening it up to understanding that like that choreographer, I want to, I want to hear what that choreographer is going to make as like a top creative, you know what I mean? Of the generative creative of a musical, right? We're usually right. like serve it in service to. So I like toppling these ideas of who gets to be the generative artist. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's, Fabulous to see how the structure has shifted, how the intention, the intention pretty much has stayed the same, but there are ways like what we were talking about before, there are different paths to get our intention completed. And I feel like MTF is the perfect example of that because you lead with that example. You know, how do you want to get there? How do you want to create this? And, you know, when we started this, it was, you know, it was a gay porn studio by day. And like Eric Tipler put his hand in something we'd still to this day don't know what it was while we were painting the floors. And, you know, it, we, we didn't have any licenses really and just sort of like drank whiskey by the piano creating stuff. And like, but then, then you know, programming started to happen. And then we realized that we had a much bigger thing on our hands. And I'm just so glad to hear, uh, to to talk to you about what MTF has become. What are you, what are you uh, the most proud of with Musical Theater Factory? What are you, what are you, uh, what makes you so, what, speaking of happiness, what makes you so happy when it comes to Musical Theater Factory? You know, um, ah, it, there's so much. There's so much. Um, we we actually did this four week program with Dreamyard, where we worked with Bronx high school students to write their own musicals, and we got to hire amazing teaching artists. Um, um, we brought in amazing guests. Um, every instructor was a person of color and all the students were black and brown. Wow. And, and I remember talking, you know, Aaron Sally, our managing director and I, we put to, we put the program together and I remember him saying, if I had had this, when, Mm -hmm. if I had had this one, because you grew up in Connecticut and I thought to myself too, because I grew up in Massachusetts, I was like, if I had had this, when, what would have shifted my consciousness about my possibilities that would have been so much more supportive in how I could take up space. And, you know, the stories that they were telling, oh, Michael, like the way in which 
the, the heart in which they told their stories and the, the craft already that they had in telling their stories and just thinking about the, um, the immense sort of experience of their lives and bringing in everything that they are, you know, it was just incredible. You know, we would, it, it was like, sometimes it was hard to get them to turn on the video. And then when they finally did, you realize that they're there holding their little brother and taking care of their little brother during class. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the, the range of, of experiences and, and, and the realities of their life meeting our incredible artists who happened to all be pastor's kids, which I thought was really amazing too. Like the church and like the ritual of the church into musical yeah. theater from these folks, you know, and like how that all interacted with each other. I just thought to myself, like we've reached a new level of the future right? Like we're actually like really sort of supporting the future in a much more expansive way. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of the, the new makers cohort that's coming up. The first makers cohort are, we're incredible, um, are incredible. They're going to change so much. I'm so proud of everyone who has come through. Like I think about what an incredible legacy that MTF has from you and like how you're manifesting in the world to Michael R. Jackson and mm -hmm. incredible strange loop for yeah. 13 years of work that we were able to have a small part of supporting. Wow. Just like it, it's just to me, like what a testament it is to Shakina and the founding members, as well as everything that made you all, and everything that has made the artists who have come through and everything and everyone who has made me like to me, it's, it's all of the ancestors. It's all of the collaborators. <laughs> it's all of the family. It's all of the love that has made us that then is able to sort of be, be like all brought into the love of the work and how much, how much that is going to go out into the world as well. So yeah. I'm proud of that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's, you know, it's really interesting. It's like still to this day, one of my proudest things was I think on the one year party of MTF existing, there was a plaque that was made of the original founding members names on it. And I saw my name on that and I was with Joe Iconis and Michael R. Jackson and Barrett Wilbert Weed and Shakina and Rebecca Naomi Jones and uh, MJ McConnell. And there were these just, there were these people, these names on this, and I was there with them. And I was like, it was a very emotional, for being a young artist, I had only been in the city for about a year. And I just turned that tassel, you know, in the grand scheme of things with college. And But to see my name up there, and I feel like Musical Theater Factory continues to give young artists those opportunities to see themselves contributing work that affects change. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I, you are such an inspiration because you affect change, man. You do. You affect so much change. You know, I, I think about like change is the constant, right? Is that what, is that what um, Octavia Butler says? Is change is the only constant? Um, change is the only constant. That is a quote by... Oh gosh, I'm trying to look it up. Um, uh, uh, Heraclitus? No, uh, her is that how you pronounce? It? I, no, I, her Heraclitus, her Heraclitus, a Greek philosopher 
And sure. That's, that's- and and I, I believe I believe many people say that too, right? Like yeah. in different ways and, and from all the different cultures as well. So she also said that she also like God has changed, right? And yeah. so like I think of myself in service to that. So um because we do have to wrap up, I do want to know uh what is something I mean this episode is chock full of so many amazing sound bites and so much inspiration. What is something that you, what is a piece of advice that you would give to the younger generation, the artists that are, you know, coming to New York that are, that would be coming to New York in the spring after doing their programs at Carnegie Hall, at Carnegie Hall, Carnegie Mellon and Ithaca college and CCM and BOCO and NYU. What's, what's some words of advice for them? Um, I'm going to read you a prayer I wrote. Hell yeah. Is, um, I think for me, like for, for me, this is, this is the thing I'm working on this year (laughs) and I, I'm finding that I'm like, Oh, this is, this is actually for everything. Right. I was like, Oh, this is, this is something for like my students and me. And then I started to realize like, Oh, this is actually no me and anybody I encounter. Right. Um, and this is the prayer. May we meet each other with patience and delight. May we learn the inside of our souls with care. May we find ways to take action that mitigate harm and are rooted in love. For me, I feel like that's it. Here, here. Someone's going to get that tattooed on them. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) May Anne, thank you so much for being here. You're, you are such a light. You guide so many people, including myself, and um, I'm keeping you around. Thank you. <laughs> so where can we find you on social media? How can we get involved with MTF with your endeavors? What do we have to know? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Musical Theater Factory and all the socials for sure. Just look it up. But we're there. MTF Musicals on Insta. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, Ann is is my insta i think i've reached my five thousand friends on facebook so i have to figure out how to let people follow me <laughs> I, I did too i gotta figure that i gotta yeah. say, say bye to some middle school friends i guess i know <laughs> yeah tell me if you figure it out I, I don't have time to actually do that culling so i'm like whatever <laughs> no i know I'll, I'll figure it out we might have to make pages for ourselves but now to reiterate uh, what i said before i'm going to close out every episode with a little recap of what we talked about something that i want you to go and muse over and whether or not you paint a picture of it or you write a poem or you write a prayer like man did or or you write an essay or even just message me on Instagram at dear multi hyphen it. I want to know your thoughts and how this affected your artistic journey this week. And something that man said or asked rather is what is the science of purpose? So we kind of deduced that the science of purpose is... Um, that purpose is, is a gas that sort of propels that energy to creation. So I want to know what your thoughts are on that. What is the science of purpose? 
So I can't wait to hear back from you. Again, follow me at Dear Multi Hyphenate on Instagram for so much more interaction and collaboration together. And if you just want to see what me, Michael Kushner, the artist, is up to, the Multi Hyphenate himself, you can follow me at the Michael Kushner on Instagram. And again, catch me and my co-host Brian Sedita every Thursday live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on My Broadway Memory. And you can follow us on Instagram at My Broadway Memory. I wanted to say thank you to Broadway Podcast Network, Dory and Alan, our producers. You are amazing. Thank you so much for allowing us to record podcasts during this quarantine. And thank you to Stan for who is my engineer during this episode. Thank you to everyone listening. And I will see you in, well, you'll, you'll hear me. I don't really see you unless you make yourself known, but um, I, you will hear me again two weeks from now. And thank you to Mayan Tio for being my guest on Dear Multi-Hyphenate. See you real soon. This podcast is produced by the Broadway Podcast Network. Make sure to find me online via Instagram at the Michael Kushner or at the Dressing Room Project, or on Twitter at mkushnerphoto, and visit me online via bpn.fm forward slash dear multi hyphenate. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.